HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. This is Mike Edison, host of Art Senses of Seizures. You're listening to the Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, please visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Your love is chloroform perfume Just one whiff and you start to smoke Welcome to Love Bites on Heritage Radio Network where dining and dating collide in New York City. I am one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about chefs and food culture for a bunch of different people for a living. I'm 34, I'm straight, and I'm single. Uh, my work is collected on wordsfoodart.com, and you can get me on Instagram and Twitter as wordsfoodart. I'm also on OKCupid, okay manly feminists in your 30s right, and 40s. Stop flirting. <laughs> um, I'm Ben Rosenblatt. I'm your other host. I'm an actor, a writer, a musician, Occasionally a bartender and a server. Basically, I'm a renaissance man. Um, is it conceited to call yourself a renaissance man? <laughs> well, I'll I don't call know. you. He's a renaissance Thank man. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, I am 33, straight, also, and totally single. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor, all one word, dot com. And if you swipe long enough, you can see my face on every single dating app available on the market and probably even a few that are still in beta. So <laughs> now, I've, now I called you on I'm flirting and now I'm flirting. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, down the line, we're going to be talking with Chef Shane Lyons of Distilled down in Tribeca, New York City. We're going to pick his brain about chefs who sleep around, the definition of a chef slut, and if being a chef ever gets lonely. Jacqueline? Yes, Ben. We have a lot to talk about today. Okay. What are you going to start with? Um, all right. So I went on two dates this week, and I'm going to keep them quick because neither of them were, like, mind-blowing. Uh, one, I went to El Rey Luncheonette down in the Lower East Side last week. It was delicious. I'd been told by Chef Tracy Obolsky to go and get the vegan chicharrones. They were delicious. The atmosphere is delightful. The people are really friendly. Um, the food is amazing. The date was, man, I'm not going to see the guy again, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the other one last night, I went to Lupolo. It's George Mendez's place on 29th and 6th Avenue, if I remember correctly. 
amazing Portuguese food, really good drinks. The people are really friendly. It was my third time going there. I eat way too much when I go. Um, really fun vibe. But this guy's getting a second date, right? This guy's getting a second date. I'm still man. I'm still sort of, you know, maybe hung up on something. But um, yeah, so he was, he was a gentleman. He was delightful. We had a great conversation. He even offered to give me an Uber home. Like, he wasn't going to come with me. He was going to put me in an Uber because my train line wasn't running. That has never happened to me before. So the guy gets a second that is date. Very just nice. for that, the guy is gets that a really second the, date. Okay, so two mad dates. One guy gets a second date. The other guy doesn't. That's the determining factor right there? Well, this guy, A, I liked him more. Okay. And he asked me out on a second date. And he was a really nice guy. So I'm not going to, you know, stop something. I don't know. I don't, I'm going to go on a second. It's just a second date. I'm not... Whatever. You're anyway, anyway, yet. I'm not getting married anytime soon at all. Uh, so, how about you? What do you got coming up? I have a date this week with a girl who has a boyfriend. Wait, sorry, I was swallowing. What? <laughs> I have a date this week with a girl who is in an open relationship. Why uh, are you going on a date with a woman who's in a? Wait, so wait, did she have a relationship that's open? And she, she like has... have a boyfriend? Okay, so I met her on OK Cupid. Okay. She has a boyfriend. Who she who they both see other people. This is what actually I have here what she wrote in her profile. It's perhaps worth mentioning, this is her words, that I have a boyfriend and she links to her boyfriend's profile. Okay. He's great. I met him on this site, so just keep swimming. Dot dot dot. Oh, that's sweet. Isn't it? Yeah. In his words, quote, We're majorly in love with each other, just happy to lend each other out. For an occasional evening here or there, because we find people fascinating and making out with them even better. It's kind of awesome. Feel free to take advantage. Wow. End quote. Take okay. It, take it, <laughs> I'm just like reading, like as I'm hearing this uh, anew, as I'm saying it to you, take advantage so, so, of my, here, take advantage so of my So what do you want, so what do you want from this? Do you want, you, I mean, are you just going out with her to have sex? Which is, how, when was the last time you had sex? Is this like a oh, I need man. sex now thing? Um, uh, I mean, I need six now thing is, isn't that always a thing? All right. But is it, is it like Um, a tension thing? Like it's been a really long, like when was the last time you had sex? Um, in probably the end of May. So that's how long ago now. June, July. That's about three, but a little over three. But, okay, so you're not like desperation. Ago. Like my six, uh, at six month mark, I'm going to jump on anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. So I guess I, our desperation marks are maybe. At a okay, so you're at a desperation places. mark. So it's not like you're going out for this woman because you think you're going to romance her and charm her and take her away from this man that she's <sighs> well, in love with. Well, okay, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But I must admit, I mean, that fantasy has crossed my mind. I will okay. say, I've never met this girl in so you person could be yet. Reading so into who knows? All, yeah, who knows? Who, yeah, like I mean, there might be just zero chemistry from the moment I all meet right. her. Um, I can't deny, though, that I have a history, potentially, yeah, I of, sort of, you know, dating unavailable I women. sort of worry about that with you, because, like, this week, we, we decided to have a blog on our website, uh, lovebitesradio.com, and you wrote about not about fear of haunted by endings, I think it was called. So you like talked about your parents and about relationships that you've been in where your, your heart's been broken and how even though you want to be in a relationship... There's something always holding you, but like, are you are you doing this to yourself right now by going after this person? Um, I mean, potentially there's some avoidance at play here. Um, I definitely, I mean, all right. There's a reason people go after people who are unavailable, or for there's a reason people chase and date the people they date. Um, right. So if you you know you date people who treat you like shit, or you date people who are unavailable, or you date people who are like this. 
it says much more about you than it says about the people you're dating, right? Mm-hmm. These are patterns that people fall into because that's what they're doing as much as people want to like to often blame others. So, yeah, I think I do have a history potentially of going after people or being more interested in people who are unavailable. And I think there's a few reasons why. Um, but since you know those reasons, though, like you're pretty self-aware about it, isn't it better for you to be like, all right, I know that I do this, so why am I going to put myself in this line and of fire And I have actually again? gotten much, much better at that. Okay. And so, no, I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to go into this situation and, like, fall madly in love with this girl and wish she was leaving her boyfriend for me and then, like, be all heartbroken about that. I don't expect that to be the case. Although maybe things like that have happened to me in the past, or maybe I've entered into situations like that in the past. Um, I don't know what it's about. I definitely want to sleep with her. Okay, I so do you, ha- do you have a plan to meet up with her? Yes, we're seeing each other this Thursday night. Do you know where you're going? I, we, that has not been determined yet. Some wine bar probably in the village. Okay, and then you're going to have to, if it's going to happen, like maneuver all that to make sure your room's clean and all that just in case. I am going to ask you about this next week. I want to see if it works, and I want to see if it's like, oh, I just needed sex, it was great sex, and this is an interesting thing that I've done now, and I know how to do, or whether, whether you're going to be in more turmoil next Over week. This than this week. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get approached by guys online with the same situation. Like, some I get who appro- are in open relationships? Some who are in open relationships, some who want like the threesome thing, and I just don't respond uh, to those people in general, because that's not who I am and where I'm at. But I, um, I get the idea of an open relationship and having sex outside of an open relationship. So if, that, if it's just about sex for you, I'm psyched for you. If it's about It's mostly fantasy, about that. I will say that there is, there is one of the appeals. You're just such a good guy. I, want, you know, I, I just don't want you to avoid. Yeah, I know. But one of, the appeal, one of the appeals of dating someone who's in a relationship or chasing someone in a relationship, I think, is like that this idea of your fantasy of them doesn't ever have to necessarily disappear Right. My dream girl is in my dreams, right? Your everyone's dream person is in their well, dreams. Well, I, I don't know. I think the older you get, like they the, don't the dream really... person sort of, you know, so you think, relaxes and I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a dream person anymore. Well, I don't have like one dream person, but I have a fantasy of this right. euphoric relationship that I so you want to have sex with her before any, before you get to know her, really, before any of, like, before the walls come down, before you have to be vulnerable, before, like... Well, no, not just before that. Before you annoy each other, it's or... It's just that I like the idea... Look, when you're, cha- when you're chasing after someone who's unavailable, right. you are not faced with all the things that you don't necessarily love about yourself, the way you are in a relationship with someone who really sees you mm-hmm. and who is there for you and and loves you for you and sees you for you and then you have to be like yeah this is who I am I'm not necessarily psyched about where I'm at in my career or uh, I don't love this or that about my body or this or that like all of those things aren't on your mind anymore because you're focused on what's this other person thinking what's going right, on so there it's like, so, it's like the complete opposite of the kind of relationship that's going to help you get over like, oh, I'm still a good person, even even though my career isn't where I want it to be, or even though I don't feel good about my yeah. body. So it's just... It's... That's the healthy way to do it. Or there's, like, <laughs> avoiding it's... and, you know, yeah. all of that. All right. So that's kind of sometimes maybe where I still am. And okay. Well, let me okay. know how it goes. Um, and we're going we're gonna to tap into this next week, too. Um, good luck. I mean, I, I hope, best case scenario... You get laid, and it feels good. That would be good. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's good, too, because like the first time with a lot of people, it's not like the best time, necessarily. The this first is definitely time. true. 
So um, I hope, anyway, Godspeed, good friend. But I feel like potentially the awkwardness of like, are, are we going to or not? Or, yeah. Or, like, is this going to necessarily, t- like, I need you to like me because this is going to, you're I both want this in it to win relationship. it. Yeah. Is it there? So it's just like, here, listen, we're just here to like, maybe yeah. have sex and All right. it takes a little pressure off. Anyway, before good we luck. move on to our interview with Shane Lyons, um, look, Jacqueline and I are both people with a lot of strong opinions on a variety of topics. And a lot of issues we discuss on the show and we'll discuss moving forward are things we've talked about in the past. Um, and so, not every week, but when one of us feels particularly passionate about something relating to the show, we will be getting up on our soapbox to share our views. Um, and that will become a new segment of the show, which, like I said, will not be every week, but every once in a while. So our fir- for our very first soapbox segment... Here is Jacqueline. Thank you, Benny. Um, So this is something that Ben and I have talked about in the past, but you'll find out in a little bit why it's particularly relevant today. So I'm a woman. I hope you can tell from, from, from what we've been talking about. Yes, I'm a woman. And I have sex. We've been talking about sex. That's sort of one of the, one of the focuses of the show. So I'm a woman and I have sex and I don't find a need to apologize for it. I've had sex with guys who I'm friends with. I had sex with one guy for 10 years. I had a 10-year relationship. I've had a few one-night stands where if I know the guy well or I don't, we have sex once and that's it. And the next day we go back to being friends. I've had amazing sex. I've had mind-blowing sex. I've had bad sex. I've had in the middle sex where it's like, oh, if I could go back in time, maybe I wouldn't have added that name to my list. I've had sex that's felt spiritual and that's really connected me with a person in a way that I never could have expected possible. I've had sex that was purely physical, uh, going through a bad breakup when I just needed to be touched and held. I've had sex because I have a weird chronic illness that I've had since I was little, and my body hurts a lot, and having sex feels really good. Those endorphins do good things for us. So this doesn't make me a bad person. And on top of that, I am a very responsible adult. I have a job that I manage, and I have an apartment, and I bought my own car, and I have a dog, and I have that illness thing, and I try to be a really good person. I work hard every day at being kind and at being good to people and to honor myself and to move forward. And to really be a good human being and know my place in this earth. So all of this, so I I do that and I have sex. And that's okay. I think as long as sex is safe and it's mutually desired, like, go for it. The problem is we shame women like me for having sex. We call them sluts. We call them whores. We say that they're not respecting their bodies if they have sex outside of marriage. We like to judge women very, very quickly. And obviously there's a huge spectrum with those words and and with circumstances. I'm not saying it's black and white, but we shame women for doing that. I was talking the other day with a cousin of mine, one of the best men in the entire world, TJ, and he said that, oh, well, sometimes men can be called whores and sluts, and obviously that's true, but a second later, he noted that it's usually a compliment if you call a guy a womanizer or a player or a man whore or a slut. So we credit men for being sexual and virile, and we shame women for being easy, or have the audacity for judging her to say that she's not respecting her body by having sex. So this makes women embarrassed or ashamed to talk about sex with others, especially young women coming into their first few years of sexuality. We're afraid of what others may think of us. I'm obviously like a tiny bit, maybe 2% nervous about talking about this on the radio. Uh, We don't ask the important questions. You know, young women on top of wanting to know about keeping ourselves safe with, you know, condoms and diaphragms and birth control and all that kind of stuff... 
On top of that, you know, we don't get to talk about things like the kind of sexual relationships we want to be in if we're comfortable sexually. I lost my virginity to that 10-year boyfriend. That took, in my mind, a, like, a little bit of chutzpah. I think that's the right word. Uh, chutzpah, maybe, Ben? Yeah? Chutzpah? That's a Yiddish word, yes. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's why I was asking you. I think that's the right word. Um, so, you know, we need to own that. We need to be empowered to talk about things because if we don't, then we don't stand up for ourselves. And men like to have sex without a condom all the time. Like, you have to, you have to be strong and insist on certain things. Uh, you you have to be strong and empowered and be able to talk about things so that you can protect yourself from shitty things like rape. And, I mean, rape is horrible. We need to be able to talk about that and about things like abortion and about being called things like a, a, a slut or a whore. I had a guy once in the middle of having sex call me his little whore, which was the most not sexy thing he could have said. And I had to stop him and sort of put him in his place. And he apologized and we kept going. But somehow down the line, this very respectful person who had been nothing but kind to me before had been taught that it's okay the first time you're having sex with a woman to say that and he thought that it was going to be sexy like i think all of this is bullshit Um, we need to be able to talk about these things we need to be able to not pretend that oh if we don't talk about issues like women having sex kids having sex women being called words like slut and whore, if we just don't talk about them, then we can't offend anybody and they'll go away. Or women talking about them, you know, go to, ex- you know, we're considered extremists or, you know, you're these crazy feminists. I'm a pretty middle down the line person. Like I said, I'm, I'm somewhat boring. I'm pretty responsible. But, and it took me a long time to own my sexuality and even longer to be comfortable talking about it. But we need to be able to have these conversations. We need to empower women to talk about sex without having to get on a soapbox to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I respect my body. I respect myself. I am very happy with my place in the world. And I don't apologize for liking sex. So ladies, I'm here if you need me. And uh, we'll be back after a short break. program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast regional forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. 
Now, on a lighter note, I would like to welcome Chef Shane Lyons to our studio. Hey, Shane. Hello. Shane is the chef partner at Distilled down in Tribeca. Uh, his parents were both chefs. He's been cooking from a very early age. He was a child actor. Just Google that. It's really fun. Um, his food is amazing. Think I think sort of really well done comfort food, I guess, is how I would, I would call it. The dude's really talented. It's also my favorite chef's counter in the city. Uh, check that out at wordsfoodart.com. There's a lot of a lot of gushing praise for the best eating menu in New York, according to moi. Uh, so welcome to the show, Shane. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, so today we're talking about chefs having sex. Have you ha- ever had? Have you ever had sex, Shane? It has happened. <gasps> it has happened. Oh my god. No, I know. Oh no, you're a chef slut. I I am um, a male, 27 year old. Um, Gentleman, Gen- you are a gentleman who happens to have sex. I yes, I have had sex um, multiple times with multiple partners. Oh my goodness! Um, a variety of uh, positions were had. <laughs> and, uh, there was. What's the favorite? What's your favorite position? Oh man, I th- you know I think it really to me. I don't have favorites in general. Just right. throw that out there. Like, I don't okay. have a favorite color. I always hated when the kindergarten teacher was like, what's your favorite color? And I think trying to suggest that one color was better than the other color is just wrong and somewhat flawed. So um, It's followed you into adulthood. Yeah, and also and then, and there was sex as well. Like, if um, I don't know. I enjoy anything that feels natural and good and um, uh, wanted and wholesome and... Um, pushes that adrenaline level that you're talking about, the, the, the endorphins going through you. Yeah. Well, speaking of adrenaline level, so you're a chef, so that's, that's a job that requires a lot of adrenaline, and it's very physical, and late, late, late hours. Sure. How does being a chef, and you're a partner too, so you're also very responsible for, you've got you know, a team of people under you, you've got uh, people you're responsible to, how does that affect your dating? Sort of what's your dating, you're single right now, so what's your like, go-to, how does it affect your dating in general? Well, I think it's very challenging um, to be a business owner in a a climate now that you have to be very, very careful. And I think that is something that... In what way? Well, I mean, you know, restaurants are hotbeds for lawsuits. And Mm -hmm. I think a younger version of me would have probably um, disregarded that risk factor and pursued certain guests or staff members um, in a way that ultimately would have left me vulnerable um, mm-hmm. and have created some level of liability uh, since starting Distilled you know my partner, partners and I have, are very adamant about professionalism in the workplace and so you know I don't uh, shit where I eat so to speak right. um, which in itself is a bit of a challenge because when you're in, when you're in a place totally. for, for 80 hours a week, you meet all sorts of people, some of which you work with day-to-day, some of which you meet as their guests in your restaurant. And so, you know, the appeal is there. The chemistry might even be there. But you don't have the luxury of creating that liability for the group of people that you represent. How do you deal with that circumstance when it comes up, when there's chemistry and you like there's tension and it's you can sense it's kind of hot? Like, what do you... what? What do you do? How do you remove yourself from that? And how do you deal with those impulses? Well, I think that you said it. They're impulses. I mean, you're, I don't have the luxury of impulse, necessarily. I, um, at least in my professional world, I, ha- I would love to be impulsive and, and do what I want and say what I want. If anyone who knows me knows that I'm pretty crass. Um, my brother said the other day we were talking shit on our fantasy football league, which, keep in mind, I know nothing about football <laughs> at all. Um, 
but uh, he said, you know, we were shooting emails back and forth, trash talking, and I had said something really absurd. And he said um, that um, he's so proud of me because um, I, I don't ever cross the line because in my mind there is no line. And I thought that was, you know, like in my actual personality, I am just like, I love to, to say and do things that are absurd and ridiculous and make people uncomfortable, not to be malicious, but because just as we're talking about sex, like I love that uncomfortableness. In fact, as a, you know, as an actor, as a performer, you thrive in that kind of awkward period of, of just kind of heightened emotion and awareness. And I think when you're uncomfortable, that's a really strong place to be because you can make really strong choices and as a as a performer that's like that's great inspiration is to be uncomfortable and to sit in that weird gray zone well to let's let's talk about something that's a little there's no line there is a line so i used the phrase chef slots a couple minutes ago i did not come up with that nobody in this room came up with that that term and uh so can you this is something within the industry a couple years ago i heard this this term for the first time and of course i was sort of mortified and also curious at the same time as to what it meant do you what's your definition of what a chef slut is. Well, I think that having, um, having a healthy viewpoint on sex and sexuality, I, you know, I don't, I don't see quote unquote chef sluts. I, what I see are, um, people who are drawn to chefs because we create and we ooze, um, we just have these vibes of sensuality and masculinity and passion, and I think that's what you find. For but me, that's but so that's what people who have been called chef sluts are are women who are attracted to chefs because of the power position and the the sort of pizzazz of it. It, it is, I mean, cooking is extremely sexy, whether you're a chef or not a chef, obviously. So you're so that's what the term th- that none of us have used, but I'm just saying that's what the term means, right? I, I guess. I don't know. I think that, I mean, there are definitely groupy people who, you know, I, yeah, if, chef groupie is another, is if, another term that if, I've heard. If I, were, around. if I were to say that, like, I have never been offered sex which, because I was a chef. That would be a lie. Like I, there, I could, Does being I could, a chef make it easier so, for you? To, sorry, can I answer that question? Please. Does it make it easier for me to have sex? Yeah. Like physically? Well, not I, mean, like, I can do it by my... I don't have to be a chef. To get sex. To get sex. Does it make it easier for you to get sex? If you were, if you were Shane Lyons, not the chef, would it be any harder for you? Like, do you have women that come to the counter that want to sure. sleep with you? That's yeah. my question. Like, okay. the groupie, like, when I think of groupies, I think of, like, a band and, like, girls who are, like, waiting at the stage door. How does this actually manifest itself in the cooking world? Like, are there, like, ladies at the end of your shift at, like, 2 a.m. Like when you're getting out of the restaurant, the like, waiting at the door to, like, meet you? Or, like, how does no, this work? I mean, I have an open kitchen, and I'm pretty responsive to all guests. Anyone's welcome to come up and say hello and chat and meet the kitchen crew and, you know, say they didn't like something or they do like something. Or um, I'm very, very open to that happening. I love people. I love interacting with people. I'm, I'm thrilled that they like what we're doing at Distilled and, and come and want to chat. In terms of the, the sexual part of it, I think people just want to fuck. Like, not just your chef sluts, quote unquote, but like, or chefs themselves. Like, people are sexual beings. And in this city, it's like you're constantly in need of stimulus. When you wake up in the morning, you have your cup of coffee, your cigarette, and then you go off to your power job, and then you got a power lunch, or maybe you have some, uh, some booze there, and then you have some, uh, you know, heavy meetings that are stimulating, stimulating your brain, and then you, you get off work. So it's just it's, a constant need for 
for the, stimulation. It's happy hour, and then it's the line of blow, and then right. the caveat, I've never done blow. But, the, you know, then... <laughs> You're missing out. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, so using the same analogy, again, of, like, groupies, and I think of, like, groupies of a rock band or whatever, um, you know, there's this thing, obviously, they get to have lots of sex, and that's all great, but then there's also, you know, the common knowledge of, like, the loneliness of being kind of a rock star or whatever, and you get to maybe have lots of sex with a lot of women, but none of them really see you for you. They see them as a rock mm. star. Do you get, do you f- feel any of that as, like, you are seen as this, like, sexy chef? How, like, how many w- women really get to know the real you? Well, I'm pretty blatant and honest. I'm fairly straightforward as a human, so anyone who wants to actually get to know me will get to know me because... I don't believe in bullshit, so I'll pretty much tell you what I think, regardless if I know you for five minutes or if I know you for five years. Um, is it lonely being a chef in Manhattan? I, I were, I'm, I guess, am I lonely because I'm not in a relationship? I think there are certainly times would be nice to come home and have a hug. Aww. You know, that would be nice. That would be sweet. Um, but I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel like I'm particularly lonely. I do think that you have to be very uh, cautious about what, who you sleep with and, and what you do, and especially when you represent um, a company like I do because uh, I hold a lot of people's livelihoods in, in my hands, so I don't want to think with my little head. How do you, um, for the future, like, do you, do you foresee yourself being able to stay in this, like, as far as relationships go? Because I know a lot of male chefs who do just sleep with a lot of women, and it's really funny. Like, dudes out there, like, chefs out there women do talk about who they slept with too like I've had girlfriends in the industry be like oh I know this person slept with this but like it gets around and it's a little crazy um, but it, it's but then there's the relationships there are marriages for chefs that you know some are stronger than others but like do you have sort of a future plan or an idea about how one day you're you're like you said you work a lot you um, you know you can't shit where you eat so to speak like, do you have a projection for the future so that you're in a different place and can, you know, open up a little bit more and, and welcome somebody into your and life? And get that hug when you get home. Yeah, like, like find that, per, you know, find that person that will stick around and give you a hug at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now I'm at a really... You're only 27, too, so it's not like, you know, baby. you should be in a rush. Yeah, big old enjoy, hairy baby. Enjoy the groupies <laughs> while you can, you know? That's... Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know. If I had to count how many women I've slept with in my young... Count how many you've slept with in your young life, Shane. 90. I, something in that range, and that's not like look at me and here I go. That's right. that's just being factual. Yeah, good. I'm not an idiot, and right. I'm, I, I, knock on wood, have never had an STD and practice. So you're not sex one of those guys that tries not to use a condom with women. No comment. Uh oh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Uh, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm not an, a bad person, so I try to. Um, be responsible and be respectful. But to answer the question, like I don't have a plan about how I'm going to meet that um, per- person. I'm just going to, uh, you know, there's actually there's someone that I have huge affection for, but uh, uh, have had to be very um, thoughtful about how I've engaged uh, with her and um, ha- just recently sent her a care package because she told me that Aww. she was she was not she had a. Uh, concussion. So I put. Oh the- oh, we wish you luck with her, man. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I hope she's. I hope she. She sounds like she would be lucky to have day. you. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's what's interesting about dating now. It's like it's so you can't. 
I, like, I don't even know if it's appropriate to call anymore because mm-hmm. like I'm like, I, do, do, I have a strong opinion about that I must say wait if you've told a woman that you're not interested in that or that you mm-hmm. can only give what you can give no no like like I literally do I call or you text yeah, do I call oh, or do call. I... T- I, I think, like, go yeah. for the call, man. Go and, for the call. Because nobody does, so when I do I call calls, now, yeah. and it gets me such great points, and I say call. The risk is that, like, is it is this too strong a gesture, right? But, yeah. But I say do it, man. It will be appreciated. If, listen, if it's going to be something that works, they'll appreciate it. If not, then it wasn't going to happen anyway. So I say make the call. Well, I, I agree, but I would I would also argue that it's 50-50 shot. Some, now, the way we, we communicate... Uh, and just in general is via uh, text messages and uh, you know social media. I which I am kind of adamantly opposed to. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm horrible at texting, and I I don't use any form of social media, and I don't really know how to communicate on that new level of that my generation has so fully embraced, which is everything's via text, everything's via social media in some form or another. And even that throws throws a hiccup into into dating. So kind of going back to what I was saying before, like that risk factor of creating vulnerability and intimacy, I think often stifles what could be potentially great interactions that lead to maybe some form of relationship. Because like, the other, I mean, I took a risk when I sent this girl who I'm not in a relationship with. I sent her a care package. That's a beautiful risk. Sure. I'll tell you one risk I took once. I was dating this girl for a year and a quarter and I had moved back to Colorado to take over a restaurant. And I was... She was based here in New York, and you know we were still talking, and we didn't want to do long distance, but we were still talking, and so I would send her, we send her packages, and uh, one package I sent, uh, I can't remember the first one, the second one I sent was breakfast in bed, and it was like a pitcher of pancakes and bacon, and I sent dry mix and some homemade bacon, and I sent her this, Aww. and then and then the <laughs> this third guy is the sweetest guy I've ever heard of in my entire life. The third was a boombox with a mixtape, and this oh was in like 2009, God. and I went to Goodwill and found a boombox, and my buddy wow. had the technology to make me an actual mixtape, and it had like dancing on the ceiling and a whole bunch of really corny songs. Oh I never heard from her again. <gasps> really? <laughs> never heard Aww. from her again. Well, yeah, we're in a, the thing is, we're in an era where we don't take risks. And so I think, I mean, we're running out of time, so I know we're not going to get to a listener-asked question. I would love you to leave us listener-asked questions on our website, lovebitesradio.com. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I think people should take risks. You should, if you want to talk to somebody, make the phone call, send the care package because you know i mean you're still here today right you're still standing yeah 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 so and tying back it just i know we're about to leave the air here but just tying back into what i was saying earlier about myself is sometimes we're more inclined to take a bigger risk like we take a risk and it doesn't work out and it's like sometimes that risk is like it wasn't going to work out anyway so it's not the risk that is actually making it not work it's that like we're, ma- it wasn't we're perhaps work taking anyway. the risk on the wrong people. So might, yeah, so you might as well take the risk. Exactly. Always take the risk. Exactly. Well, I wish we had more time, but that is our show. Thank you so much for coming today, Shane, and opening up to us about all this stuff. Um, we are Ben and Jacqueline at lovebitesradio.com. You can get us on Twitter at lovebitesradio. And next week, we will be back with Chef Stephen Colucci. He's the pastry chef at Colicchio and Sons. He helped me make a wedding cake on a little island in the Caribbean once. He taught me how to do that. He made his own wedding cake. So next week, we're going to have a very sweet story about how you make your own wedding cake without pulling out your hair and not walking down the aisle. So thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week. Bye.
listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Thank, 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 thank.